from this house satisfied in the Holy Ghost I believe there's a young lady to my left wants the Holy Ghost tonight I don't know who you are but God's going to give it to you if you'll obey his word I am confident God's ready to give it to you I'm reading from the 14th chapter of Romans. I'd like for you to notice with me verses 7 through 23, of which would be a long scripture reading. And uh, we won't read all of these scriptures, but uh, that's the setting of the scripture. But I would like for you to get that setting. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us there... Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block on an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably, Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. And that's quite a scope to live in to be acceptable of the, unto God and yet be approved of men uh, you talk about graduating you have graduated let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another for meat destroyeth not the work of God, all things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, 
or is made weak. Hast thy faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. I'm taking my text from the 17th verse. And everything that we have read tonight revolves around verse 17 and 18. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ in righteousness and peace and joy is not only acceptable to God, but approved of men. Let's everybody pray. Your Father, today, for your word. We thank you, God, and let's pray for our joint to the Father that gives you deliverance of that which is laid upon his heart. And may we receive all of what our hearts be open to you as you put in that you may glorify your great You may be seated. God bless you. Our text itself tells us what the kingdom of God is. There have been many questions arise concerning the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven and their significance and what is the difference between the two or is there any difference? In many instances of Scripture, there are synonymous terms. There are interchangeable phrases and words. And then, of course, at other times, it's somewhat different. And there's where you need to know how to differentiate from that that is and that that is not. In the true sense of the word, the kingdom of heaven is the sphere or the place that Christ is named or Christ is preached or where he is believed upon. Though it is the big net and it brings in all kinds of fish, it brings in the good fish, the bad fish, in that one net, the kingdom of heaven. But within that kingdom of heaven net, there is a kingdom called the kingdom of God. And that kingdom of God within the sphere of the kingdom of heaven, not speaking on interchangeable terms now, are those good fish that God has called out, filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, given them the knowledge of the Spirit, and they're walking with God. Though we do know within the sphere of the kingdom of heaven in the sense of if you sow wheat, you'll also reap tares. And both of which will grow together. And it's in God's divine purpose and will that we should not pull up tares lest we destroy wheat. But also in that divine provision of God is a lesson that we must learn and one of those lessons Paul is trying to teach the Roman church here, 
That is, that we should be careful in how that we deal with one another and deal with the faith of another and with the spirit of another unless we would offend another. We're to walk in the precepts and in the righteousness of God and in the peace of God and in the joy of God. And by so doing, we're not only approved of God, but those who we live among approve of us. And we live a life that's unblameable. We live a life that can be approached in the sense of a need of another. And we have a feeling and a compassion for those in whom we come in contact with. So primarily, we're talking about the kingdom of God tonight and what it is and what it is not. Really, the kingdom of God is this. It is where God is king. It is where God is king. It's where He is Lord of all. If not Lord of all, then He is not Lord at all. It is where He is the deciding factor. No one can slip into it, that is the kingdom, or buy their way into it. A thief cannot steal his way into it. Some other way? Indeed not. Jesus said, I am the way. And no man entereth but by me. And if another would try to come in another way, he is the same as a thief and a robber. Jesus told Nicodemus, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. How? Born of water and born of the Spirit. Or you cannot see the kingdom of heaven or God. You cannot see it. You must be born again. When we look at the Spirit of God and we ask God the question of the kingdom and the blessed estate, and the dwelling place. And how can we enter into it? Enter into what? If the kingdom is where God is king. How can I enter into that kingdom? And what will I enter into? Primarily the way you enter into it. Is by the name and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In obedience to the command of God to be baptized in His glorious name for forgiveness of sins. Then of course God will fulfill His promise by giving you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's the entering into it. But when you enter into it, what is it I enter into? I enter into righteousness. I enter into joy. And I enter into the peace of God. 
This is the attributes of that kingdom of God. Righteousness, joy, and peace. The scripture does teach, but the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. The things that only satisfy the natural man, such as food and drink, that's spoken of here in the scripture that we have read, may get the natural man out of a grouchy mood and put him at ease, but It'll last only temporary. Because the drink and the food is for the natural man to satisfy that carnal flesh and to give him strength in the natural to perform in a worldly world. And it's only temporary when we eat and when we drink about six hours, you're hungry again because it's only a temporary satisfaction. No wonder he said that's not the kingdom of God, a temporary satisfaction. Jacob must have thought it was temporary because he tried food and drink and goods to appease his brother by the name of Esau when his brother was to meet him on the way back home because of the situations that had transpired earlier in their life. He sent this appeasement to appease his brother and to try to solve the problem. And honestly, it did temporarily. It kind of got things at ease got things together, but it was only a temporary situation. Now enemies, they can come before a table and they can have all kinds of meats and drinks and delicious foods uh, all prepared by the best of cooks and temporarily they forget maybe that government's eels, their government's eels, are individuals' eels that sit across the table. When they start eating and drinking, it sort of numbs that uh, feeling they had toward one another. But after the food is digested and the drink is gone, the former thought pattern returns because it did not suffice. It only lasted while they were sitting around a table. No wonder again, Jesus says, meat and drink is not the kingdom of God. Because it's only a temporary thing to satisfy the natural man. That's the reason he's saying here, why have such a fuss about it? on whether you do or whether you don't on certain things of this nature. Somehow, the mind tonight that pleasure is greater than prayer and living is on their mind more than dying. 
and spending more than being spent. The mind is on the carnal more than on the spiritual or on getting more than giving. On transitory things more than on eternal things. And these things will never suffice. They won't satisfy. These things are not and do not compose or make up the kingdom of God. They only appease for a moment. Moses agrees to that in Hebrews. When he says that the pleasures of this life are only for a season and then they pass and they go. I have seen many through fleshly gratification try to bump themselves up in their own pride-like state in a make-believe world thinking that they were living a life and really living it up. And they were living it up, but not living a life. And their homes and their jobs and everything about them started decaying. They started losing it. And everything they put their hand to, it just seemed like it would melt and go into oblivion. And that so is with things that's not the kingdom of God. But there's a lot of people thought that they could build them a little kingdom and live in that kingdom and trespass all they want and choose. I choose my way, you choose your way. This is my kingdom and don't you put your foot on it. It's marked posted if you don't think like I think. And we're living in that type of world now. It's no longer neighbor, neighbor, friend, friend, community, community. If dog eat dog, and whoever gets the first bite usually wins the whole war. We're living in that time, but these things that we are so compressed with and oppressed with and depressed with, the Scripture says is not the kingdom of God. For example, there was a man in the New Testament. He thought to live was life. And he thought to be in this world and to live the kind of life he was living was the kind to live. And I'm talking to a congregation tonight that are in that same atmosphere and in that same spirit. Many of Then Esau looked at right then. And I'm afraid tonight there are many people there not looking for yonders tomorrow or maybe tonight. That what they think is a real world and a real kingdom 
is going to stand. But this man, finally, as he paced the floor and walked up and down it, said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to build some big barns. I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink. And I'm going to be merry. I'm going to take it easy. And he covered up. But the covers were too sharp for his feet. And they wouldn't reach up over his head without showing more of his feet. And when he would cover his feet, he would be naked otherwise. I'm going to build me a kingdom. This is what the kingdom is. Eating and drinking and being merry. And just about the time he lay down like that and closed his eyes, there was a voice that rang out from Yonder's world. I hear that voice tonight. I hear it speaking tonight. The kingdom of God, my son, is not meat and drink and barns. The kingdom of God is not a petty attitude. It's not a jealous spirit. It's not a hateful spirit. It's not an ungodly spirit. It's not a selfish spirit. That's the meat and the drink you've been drinking. Because you have made things your kingdom. And you've loved them more than you've loved God. Oh, I got it made. I can't wait. Till in the morning to tell them to start tearing those barns down. Just can't wait. And I'm going to build bigger barns. You've never seen a barn like I'm going to build. And just about that time. When he had that all in his mind. And he thought he was about to go to sleep. The Spirit spoke. 
and said, Die, fool. Let me tell you something, my friend, tonight. It's foolish for you not to let God be Lord of all. When that spirit spoke, he sat up, started holding his face. What is this I hear? What is this I hear? This night. Thy soul, thy soul, thy soul. now but it's too late he's trying to get right now but it's too late he's trying to put things on the altar now but it's too late thy soul is required of thee then who shall these things be which thou hast provided Because you thought the kingdom was eating and drinking and being merry. But your soul is lost. Right out of the sleeve of the night, a hand started writing on the wall and said, you're weighed in the balances and you're found wanting and your kingdom is taken away from you. The kingdom that you held to is taken away from you. And given to another. This night. You're weighed in the balances. And found wanting. Because you thought. That the kingdom of God. Was society. Was partying around. Having a big shindig. A big time. But Belshazzar. Belshazzar. Though you knew. 
what I did to your grandfather, you would not change your way of living. And some of you right tonight, you know the judgments of God. You know. And yet you're not doing anything about it. You know it's dangerous to fall into the hands of a true and a living God. Hallelujah. And let me tell you what the kingdom of God is in closing. It's righteousness. Which means being right with God. It's good to be right with God. Are you glad you're right with God tonight? It's joy. It's joy. It's not a dread. It's joy. Hallelujah. And not only that, it's peace in the Holy Ghost. And if you get that, you will be approved of God and approved of man. Don't you leave here tonight without seeking God. Don't you leave here until the Lord is Lord of all. Don't you leave here until you give and surrender all to Jesus Christ. I'm opening this altar call right now. Right now, I'm opening this altar call. Right now. There's somebody here tonight that needs to come now and pray. Keep praying, church. Keep praying. Okay, you can move back. Keep praying, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your mind on the Lord, church, right now. He's not Lord of all. He's not Lord at all. Pray, church, pray. The Holy Ghost has talked to our hearts here tonight. God bless this young lady. You are the young lady God was talking to. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 